Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I shall leave you as you left me, as you left her, marooned for all eternity in the center of a dead planet, buried alive, buried alive. Welcome, everybody, to another educational podcast. I don't know about all that. <laughs> of the Lazy Geeks. Podcast number 63. Oh. The Battle Bridge. <laughs> Engage. Um, I love how there was a bat. The, they showed the Battle Bridge and Saucer Separation on the first episode. Oh, yeah. And that. it was like, we're just going to go balls deep the first episode. <laughs> but, you know, that's the same footage you see every time they do it later. Mm-hmm. They may have used... separation was always the same. In, yeah. in, in the movie, I think it was different. I think it was slightly different. Yes, yeah, slightly. <laughs> like it looked bigger on the screen. That was about the, the extent of the difference. If we can enlarge this, how bad will the pixelation look? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, the... Real quick, I wanted to talk about something that I forgot to put in the show notes, which is very typical me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my new phone today. The... The Huey Ascend 2. Now, <laughs> this phone is an entry-level phone, of course. I will be doing a review. I just got it, you know, so I'm not going to do a review now. Um, I was going to try to do a video, but I think my camera sucks too much. Um, it's it's pretty cool, but one thing was, like, it's on Cricket, um, which is a prepaid service in the United States. I don't know. I don't think it's – I think it's just in the United States. Basically, um, their service is like Johnny Five. Um, it's the shit, the service, the services always work great in the area that I'm at. Um, they have this thing called move music, which is like, it's $10 extra a month. And I was like, I'll get it the first month. Why not try it out? So you have to use the specific SD card that they sent me, which gives me, it's a four gig card. Three gigs are dedicated to move music. One gig is dedicated to whatever the hell else I might want to put on there. Um, when I tried to put my 16 in. You know, because I, I, I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy hitter. I got a lot of shit I want to take with me. Um, 
I couldn't even use Moop Music. It told me I have to put the COD back in, and that was bullshit. Another thing is it's not compatible with Wi-Fi signals. That's so lame. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So who does that? I mean, so I'm, I know. I'm telling everyone who gets Cricket if they want to get Move Music, don't, and your bill will be ten dollars cheaper a month because it's it's useless. It's I could use it. I could put their COD back in, but I have a 16 gig SD card. Why would I want to use a four gig? It is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And like I mean, maybe- at least at least people, even places like Verizon or Sprint or real, I guess real carriers allow you to use another card and then download it to there. Well, you know, we keep it broke over here, so I got my my basic shit. But you know what? We don't have a lot of money at the. Uh, Arizona office. <laughs> no, <laughs> not any money actually. Um, the uh, the phone itself for an entry level phone is a hundred bucks um, prepaid, and that's pretty good prepaid because um, you're just buying the phones outright. It's it's a pretty good phone. I mean, it's working very quick. You know, I might want to get a, a better battery though. The battery's a little sad. It's got a five megapixel camera. Although the camera has no flash. You know, little shit that it doesn't have. Well, sometimes phones are better without the flash. Like, with my phone, I if I use the flash, it's like the sun. Yeah. <laughs> that was how my... I used to have the Samsung Epic. And if I kept the flash on, it, it was like Superman was with the laser vision right at that point. Like, you can't take his picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I took a picture of Wesley Snipes, he'd look like Steve Martin. That's, exactly. that, that's how bright. <laughs> exactly. I, I completely concur <laughs> with everything you're saying. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that should be that should be good for a lot of our broke ass listeners. Yeah, and I'll do a little do a little. I'm gonna try to do a video review, but I only have the webcam on my computer, so who knows? Well, you what? could do that. You could use the webcam you for your side business. Or are we not supposed to talk about that? Well, that one is currently occupied. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the time occupied. You understand what I'm talking about? Actually, I'm thinking about, like, for my next phone, I'm actually thinking about that Droid Razor. It's kind of slick. But I hated the original Razor. It's a completely different phone. Well, yeah, it's a completely different phone. I've read pretty good reviews about it, but there's that new – I can't remember. It's the, the upgraded Razor, but I heard that battery is the shit. That's what I heard too. Oh, real quick, um, one if you want, like for instance, the Optimus is probably the closest I can think of a mainstream phone that's like my phone, mm. like in the same power, you know, processor speed and shit. You know, of course, not... when you have, of course, when you have the Optimus, you have to have the the voice, you know, Autobots roll out. Fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> I almost got the Optimus, but this one was just a little cheaper, and you know, I'm broke. And you put the sound effect in it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking sick. Uh, speaking of something that's not so sick. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday, and we were talking about the Google Chrome for Android. Ooh. Yeah, which we thought, oh, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, that'll be cool, you know, to try. Yeah, it's epic fail because it has no Flash, because Adobe decided, yeah, we're we're getting out of the Flash business. Which technically, in, in Chrome's defense, not their fault. Right. You know, if they would have put Chrome on the phone a lot sooner, it might have been <laughs> but I mean that's that's an Adobe fail. Yeah. But one major fail is I'm gonna let you tell I'm gonna let you tell the fail right now. Go ahead and tell the fail. The fail is it's only compatible with Android four or better OS. I say, what the fuck? 
Yeah. Ice cream sandwich, for those of you that don't know what 4.0 is. They need to come up with better names. I'm sorry, but I'm not feeling it. You're not the feeling food, The food names are just dumb. It's, <laughs> they're just stupid. <laughs> yeah, next one is going to be Jello Pudding Pop. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was pretty lame because considering that very few phones right now actually run the ice cream sandwich, I mean, that's like the new top line phones. I mean, they should have made one that at least could run on gingerbread because that's like the most popular one right now. Yes. And because uh, I think like the new Droid Razor runs on that. Um, there's this new um, there's one by uh, what is it? The new Samsung phone um, that runs on runs on it. So there's not like very many phones. Plus, they're like 200 bucks. Like, yeah. yeah, on your upgrade. That's with your upgrade. So it's 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 a whole lot of bullshit yeah. is what it is. And I think that I don't know. Chrome should have been on the phone a lot sooner than this, too. It's because, yeah, like, considering the fact that we've had Mozilla, we've had Opera, we've had everybody down the pike. The only exception is Microsoft. But you know what? To be honest, Microsoft does everything late. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're well, just... Microsoft's not going to release Internet Explorer for the Android. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Internet Explorer has become well, we have to release our operating systems with a browser. You know, it, nobody uses it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe on their phones, but how many people are using their phones? So Yeah, I mean, sometimes I use IE when, you know, I'm trying to log into, like, using the Lazy Geeks email, Gmail account. I'll go in through another browser. Right. But, but I, I mean, I will only use that. It's gotten better, but it's still, you know, Microsoft. I use Chrome on the PC, and I use Opera on the phone, and I suggest everybody does the same. Oh, yeah. I use Opera on the phone. Done. Really. Done and done. I Actually, I was going to download um, Firefox just to check it out, and it wasn't on the App Store. <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> like, well, what, what happened? <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, you might have been in between the, the release dates, you know, how they, they're always Jesus. upgrading that thing like every Rapid release days. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of... Uh, I don't. I have no transition for this. Um, none at all. But uh, really quickly, uh, we just kind of want to touch on this because we're recording the podcast Saturday night instead of going out partying, getting hammered and drunk. We're sitting here bringing you guys a show. That's dedication all for you. That's dedication. Nothing to do with we have nothing better to do. Yeah, nothing to do with I. You know, could be sitting here masturbating to porn. None of that. We're here. Who says I'm not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's multitasking. That's yeah. all it is. You That's know? all it is, yeah. Uh, but uh, and it happened earlier today. Uh, Whitney Houston passed away. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, like within a minute of her, there's already people on Twitter, like, making jokes and shit. Steady talking shit. Um, all I had to say, and, and this is really quick. We're not going to get into this whole, you know, uh, big deal. But all I'm going to say is, you know, I grew up listening to her. And... Uh, it's sad because she was an amazing performer, but it's just sad. You know, like her and yeah. – I thought it was weird too. Like her and Michael Jackson both died before they turned 50. You know what I'm going to say real quick is we all know that Whitney Houston did some pretty shitty things to herself. I mean really not to anybody else. But being that she's dead now, and I said this to Michael Jackson, always going to remember the good times. I think everybody else should do that too. You know, I mean yeah. just because she's a celebrity doesn't mean she's – you know, perfect, and she she doesn't fuck up. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. Just go about your lives and don't be an ass. That's, that's <laughs> all it's about. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, you know, because, like, you listen to her music, and she had great music, and she had a great voice, and, you know, just just remember that. It's like same thing with Michael Jackson. You know, everybody talks shit about, you know, that whole, you know, child thing. And, uh, you know what? It's like, listen to his music. That's what he was known for. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't get hung up on the nonsense. Yeah. Because we keep it real here. That's right. <laughs> Talking about keeping it real, Doctor Who is going to be keeping it real. Doctor Who always keeps it real. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, next, if you're out in L.A. next weekend, uh, Gallifrey One, the big Doctor Who convention, will be happening out here at the LAX Marriott. Oh, They've got a slew of people um, coming coming down. Uh, the, the the little girl that played Amelia Pond will be here. Um, uh, John Delancey, who plays Q in Star Trek, he was also in Torchwood. He'll be there. Um, Rose Tyler's mom will be there. The guy that played uh, the CIA operative from uh, the season opener of Doctor Who this past season, that Carlton Franklin, whatever the third. Um, he's also been in Battlestar Galactica and uh, Supernatural and all that. He's going to be there. They got a ton of people going to be there. So it, it's the tickets are cheap too, like they're forty bucks for Friday and Sundays, fifty bucks for Saturday, or you can buy a three day pass for ninety bucks. That's not that bad. Not at all, dude. It's cheap. That's pretty cheap. So it's Chisney, dude. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are going, please let us know, and also let us know how it is. I'm gonna try to go, but we'll see what happens. Uh, that means that motherfucker ain't going. <laughs> Just to let you all know. <laughs> Talking that shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, you hear House is ending? Finally? <laughs> Dude, there's been three times in my life where House will come on and I go, didn't this show end? <laughs> three fucking times, dude. I'm not kidding. Yeah, finally uh, finally, Fox has decided to cut its loss, so they're going to let it go. Mostly because they – I mean I knew this was going to end because last year they – I mean most of the cast took a pay cut. Because they had to try to reduce the cost of the show. Because, you know, when a show gets old and the actors start making more and more money, it becomes right. harder for them to make money. Right. So uh, they finally decided, you know, instead of going to this shit again, we're just going to end it. I'm just going to say fuck it. Yeah. So this season is going to be the end on Fox. So we'll see how that goes. Most some, pe- people some people are, are saying they're going to fuck. Yeah. There's, some people are saying, oh, they're going to kill them off. They're going to kill them off. They're going to kill them off. Um, I don't know. They might. Honestly, when a show's ending, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the show's ending anyway. Right. So who cares what they do? What I think recent, I you know what? I don't watch the show, but I think recently he was in prison or something. Yeah, he and was in prison for a little bit. See, I never I watched the show for a little bit when it first came out, and then I just got tired of it because it was like to me it was the same thing every episode. Somebody comes in, nobody knows what's wrong with them. He's an asshole, but he ultimately figures it out scene yeah <laughs> you know it just and they they seem to have been trying to switch this up um as of late but <laughs> the whole prison thing was on the nerves and i was just like eh, to whatever dude i have to watch uh, i have to watch other things like ugly americans i can't i don't have time to watch show the fucking house you know <laughs> oh hey speaking of watching did you uh see the spider-man or avengers trailer no Oh, you're so fucking fail, fail dude. Fail, right? He, he, hey, you he, know, this just proves you never even go to our site, you know? 
It's actually outdoors today. Okay. I posted this shit like a week ago. <laughs> I was outdoors today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I meant to see it. I forgot. I go to our site to, to view my shit. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> oh, man. Enlighten us all about the, the trailer, sir. Uh, the Spider-Man trailer just looks ridiculously sick. I mean... Uh, well, I saw the Spider-Man 3D trailer. Yeah, that's... I saw the Avengers trailer that they played in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the extended version is actually pretty badass. It's an extra 30 seconds. Uh, you see a good a good standing-up shot of Scarlett Johansson. Um <laughs> Yeah, no problem. <laughs> uh, Hulk taking down like three planes or yeah. or whatever, and then the, there's a conversation between Loki and Tony Stark, and Loki goes, "I have an army," and then you see Tony Stark go, "I ha- we have a Hulk." Nice, like, boom, <laughs> and he won the argument. <laughs> exactly, but uh, some people are over there, you know, already bitching. They're like, "Fuck." Fuck Andrew Garfield, it's Tobey Maguire, and it's like, you know, it's like, you know what, the, the the trailer looks really sick. There's actually some footage that I remember us seeing at Comic Con, um, and uh, it looks really good. There's there's a bit more of Dennis Leary in it since he's playing uh, Gwen Stacy's father, right? Which is gonna be great. I know, and uh, it's great too because he has that one like, wait, so you're telling me thirty cops couldn't catch a guy in a leotard? <laughs> Or a unitard is what he called it. That's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, look, it it just looked badass. I'm totally like psyched for it. I can't wait. It's gonna be dope. Oh it's yeah. Sick, dude. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to jump into some news. Isn't it though? You know, it, it always is. It's like a Mister Rogers episode. It's just that time. I'm changing my shoes right now, actually. Oh yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew this. Without the visual, it's a little hard to do. Right. You know, he's got a sweater on. I yeah. get it. <laughs> um, David Jaffe. If I'm not pronouncing that right, I don't care. I think that's well established. Um, has been a head guy over at Eat Sleep Play for a long while now. His latest project, Twisted Metal, is due out very soon. The new Twisted Metal. Yeah. Just <laughs> FYI. Uh, not only is he leaving Eat Sleep Play, but he'll be starting up his own company as well. Quote, I will be opening a game studio here in San Diego because I really miss internal game development, Jaffe said on his personal Twitter account. He adds, but it I may clear this up. That's a quote. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I was not laid off at Eat, Sleep, Play. I co-own the company. Kind of like a boss. You know, I wasn't laid off. I own that shit. You know, keep, keep, keep up to date. I'm leaving because, again, games are just getting too big to direct from 300 miles away, and I miss the day-to-day work with team. With the team, um, so rumors rumors were spreading on Twitter because Twitter is known for that. Right. That he would be focusing on casual games in the future. Uh, Jaffe has made it clear that that is not the case. "Quote: I have zero plans to make games like Farmville and Angry Birds. I never said that I was doing. I never said I was doing what I was doing after Eat Sleep Play." He added, "I don't think he tweets all that great because his <laughs> quotes are are screwed." Um, he adds that he has. Some big, huge next-gen game ideas I'd love I'd love us to make, as well as cool stuff in the browser space. But admitted, I have no idea what game we'll make yet. Could be iPhone, could be next-gen console. So this guy's pretty talented. I mean, he's he's known he's known to be a pretty big big dude in the industry. So it's always interesting when they're doing new shit. Um, eat, sleep, play. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen with them because you know they're gonna have to find some fresh talent, but. He is going to, from what I hear, he's going to oversee the uh, the release of Twisted Metal 
you know, he's not a dick. You know, he's, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna see what goes on with that. But you know, always sad to see people leave. Yeah, I know you get a little I, I get a little verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the PlayStation family. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So it seems that uh, DC Comics is taking a lesson out of the uh, Marvel playbook in Action Comics number nine, which will feature an African American Man of Steel. While there was some backlash to Marvel's attempt, which boiled down to if you didn't like it, you were racist, and if you did like it, you were open-minded, which is an oversimplification of the situation. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like just putting a pin in it. Yeah, right? you know. <laughs> Uh, in number nine, DC is preparing fans for the upcoming Earth 2 concept in their second wave of comics that will feature life on a parallel Earth. This, in this standalone issue, it'll feature a Superman that is African American and he will do battle with, quote, Superman surrogate known as Superdoom, twisted into an unstoppable agent of evil, according to The Source, which is DC's blog site. Uh, it would seem that some people, uh, it would seem to some people that DC is trying to do uh, to their comic line, what Marvel did by killing off Peter Parker and bringing in Miles Morales. I see some backlash, but not because of race. Saying it, people don't like it um, are racist is like saying that they don't like Clark Kent because he's white. It's it just—it's a I'm silly sorry, issue. Yeah, it's just a silly issue, and people who say that don't know what they're talking about. There's <laughs> the backlash for Spider-Man. I'm, there's probably a small group of people that are like, oh, Spider-Man's supposed to be white. Who gives a fuck about them? Nah. The, most people are just like, because Spider-Man has always been white. And you're changing a core pot of the character. Well, I don't think Superman was the first superhero. Yeah. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so much that, that it was because Spider-Man was white. I think it was because Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Exactly. just happens to be white. Exactly. And now you're, you know, and... You know, you, you're dealing with a character that, you know, like in Superman's case, you're dealing with a character that hasn't been changed since the 30s. And like Spider-Man was the same person since the 60s. It's, you know, to me, it's similar to when fans of a TV show have to deal with the change of an actor, you know, for someone who, um, you know, in a role that was originated by someone else. You know, right. Doctor Who fans are all too familiar with this one, you know, but. You know, I see this as a as a shameful publicity stunt to get people to read their comic. Not like this series isn't gonna isn't doing well enough, but it will be compared to Marvel's version. Not to mention when the mainstream media picks it up, it'll be a debated throwing around DC's name in the mainstream forum. Do I think DC is taking a safe line by putting it in the Earth Two universe? Absolutely. Do I think if they really wanted to change it up, they could have done it in the New Fifty Two? Totally. Yeah, and I think that. Things like this that, that are dramatically different, they belong in their own separate book in a separate universe. Right. And that's never a problem. They do that stuff all the time in comic books. It's when the, the, the Spider-Man issue was the ultimate line is a major line. It's like the second major universe yeah. in the Marvel, in the Marvel overall yeah, unlike, multiverse. Unlike, uh, DC who has many multiverses, D- <laughs> Marvel only has two. Well, DC has tried to, uh, consolidate their universes <laughs> as of late but i'm really I, I, surprised that they're jumping into an earth 2 so quick i'm not i'm really not dc's known for that they because dc likes to <laughs> what dc does is they make the new 52 okay and they're like okay we have one universe now and all that makes other people in the room go oh well now we can make more universes because it's going to happen because it's the only logical way in comic books to make new content that doesn't affect the main content. Because if they only lock themselves in one universe, they're so 
there's they're so locked into certain mindsets. They can't really explore new ways too much because you can't make a black Superman if there's already white Superman. It doesn't make any fucking sense. You know? So I think that I think that ten years down the line we're gonna have just as many fucking universes <laughs> as we used to have. You know? Yeah, but my my thing is is if they truly wanted to be different, they when the new fifty two they could have made him an African American Superman. Really wanna change it up, they could do that. But see, for me, I'm looking at it as like, yeah, if the Earth 2 Superman doesn't do all that well, well, we don't have to visit that storyline in the Earth 2 anymore. Exactly. So for me, it's kind of like, and then they go, okay, well, that kind of fucked up. Well, let's do Earth 3 and uh, and make <laughs> it, and, and, and try with an Asian Superman. Let's see how that goes. Ten you know? years down the line. Let's do an Earth 207. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to he, happen. He's part Martian, but part, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. Because I think they all sit in a think tank, smoke massive amounts of weed, and just come up with shit, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is fine. There's yeah. wrong with that. You know, yeah. but what are you going to do? Moving on with the news. Tell, tell me about Blizzard. I will tell you. A notice of opposition has been filed with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office with the intent of blocking Valve's registration for the DOTA trademark. Blizzard just isn't having it. <laughs> Uh, Valve wanted to get – I kind of agree with Blizzard on this one, though. Um, Valve wanted to get said trademark last year before the release of DOT, DOTA 2. Uh, Blizzard's main argument is that the DOT name has been associated with fan-made mods going back to the Warcraft 3 days. Executives at Blizzard have previously made public their complaints about Valve's attempt at a DOTA trademark and finally went forward with a lawsuit in November that we're just now hearing about. Uh, quote from Blizzard. The DOTA, D- <laughs> it's so hard to say that. I don't know why. The DOTA mark has become firmly associated in the mind of consumers with Blizzard, including this to signify a higher, a highly popular scenario or variant of one of Blizzard's best-selling computer games, Warcraft 3. Um, just when you thought we were done with, with this with Bethesda and, uh, Mohang suit was settled, let the battle begin. Um, I agree with this because yes, before the trade, I, I kind of agree with it. DOTA name wasn't trademarked and it goes all the way back to, um, Warcraft 3 where there was a mod that created the whole like, the DOTA type stuff where you have a hero and it's like League of Legends like type of shit. Um, then, you know, Valve, much later down the line, is making a game that does that, and they want to they wanna capitalize on it. I personally think that just no one should trademark it, because it was a mod made by fans. So Blizzard didn't make it. So kind of Blizzard can't trademark it because they never made it. Someone made it for them, so yeah. it's not theirs to trademark. If anything, it's the fan that made it, but good luck finding him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people will raise their hand, though, if you ask. Um, and then there's Valve who was capitalizing on that name um, and made a great game. I'm not saying they made a – it's Valve, you know. Yeah. Um, but they can't – they really have no claim to it either. So well, I, yeah, but the thing is is that, you know, it's like the whole – it's like DC. Like when DC tried to sue that DC shoe, shoe company for their um, – for the logo and then found out that DC actually didn't even – uh, trademark it properly exactly. and ended up having to pay that shoe company. It, 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 even though Blizzard Blizzard would pro- will most likely lose this one because if they didn't, they'll say, well, well, yeah, but is it you didn't trademark it, so you really have no right to this. Valve does have a right to it. It could be questionable, but since they did make this, you know, it, it, it they'll most likely end up getting this trademark, which will kind of screw people 
and screw them in, yeah. in in a sort of a way, and you know, very lightly, I'd imagine. You know, it'll probably be like just a tip sort of way, just a tip. Yeah. And really, sometimes that's best. I mean, you know, it's just <laughs> depends on who it is, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 gonna get dirty though. It's, oh yeah. This isn't gonna. These are two big companies. Yeah. You know, so we'll we'll have to see what happens from here. Yeah. Speaking of lawsuits, though. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have seen this uh, this story I posted on the tenth, you'll see that lovely image of a patent troll. Um, <laughs> patent trolls are the direct of the tech community. They sit around, come up with ideas for tech from a technology standpoint, and then take out patents on their ideas. The downside is that there's no actual work done to support their contribute contribution to the actual technology. So when a company releases a new product and then their lawyers fire a lawsuit to claim royalties on the design they thought up but not actually worked on, in Texas of all places, <laughs> Eloas, I, I think Eolas. Uh, technologies, one of the biggest trolls around, got hit when their loss, their latest lawsuit to declare, was declared invalid by a jury, um, back on the 10th. Elois was suing a host of companies for, quote, interactive web, which boils down to, and this is a quote from Wired, anyone running a website with interactive features like rotating pictures or streaming video. And, yeah. They were suing for that. So everyone. Yeah. Here's some of the companies that were in the that were named in the lawsuit. It was Google, Adobe, Amazon, Apple, Blockbuster, Citigroup, eBay, Frito Lay, GoDaddy, Google, obviously Google, J.C. Penney's, J.P. Morgan, Office Depot, Perot Systems, Playboy Enterprises, Staples, Sun Microsystem, Texas, Texas Instrument, Yahoo, and YouTube. So and, everyone. Yeah. And yeah. He, he, here's the funny part, though. All the one. Um, Office Depot, Rena Center, Playboy, Oracle, and a few others um, opted to settle out of court with Elois. Why? They had opted before this went to trial instead that's of going exactly to trial. That's exactly what they want. That's what. Well, that's they don't what, want to go to trial. They just yeah. want people to settle with them. Yeah, they settled with them. But then all these other companies, which had pending lawsuits, obviously would get canceled because their patent was ruled invalid. I so, highly doubt Google would settle for something like that. Oh, like they, no. they would say, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, I bet th- those companies will decide to settle the, um, that decided to settle the lawsuit feel like a right bunch of twits thinking of all the money they would have saved, but they are most likely firing up their lawyers to have a judge strike down those settlements in light of the court's decision. This is something that makes me smile, and I think these trolls need to start showing more than a sketch on a pad to get money. Yep. However, in the society we live in, it get rich fast no matter how you get it. Double fail though. That's yeah. just stupid. I know. It's, it's like you're 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 suing companies that have lawyers that cost more than your company is worth. Yeah, and you know most of these companies just are like, oh well, let's just get rid of it. Like, well, yeah, when, that's what they hope though. And when Microsoft's the one that started it, when Microsoft decided to not fight, um, when they did, uh, what was it, uh, IE. And they sued saying, oh, well, you're using um, plugins and all this stuff, and we have patents for that. And so they decided to settle out of court instead of actually going to court. That's what opened the floodgates. Now every yeah. patent troll runs out there and, you know, goes. Fucking Microsoft. Yeah. You know, just yeah. always fucking it up. Yeah, fuck it up for everybody. So let me look at my Windows 7 operating system and go to the next story. <laughs> um People are always told that in Asia, gaming is taken a bit too seriously sometimes. Just a tip. This is one of those times. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe this when I heard this. Yeah. And you know what? This isn't it even doesn't near surprise the first me. time. This isn't even near the first time this has happened. Oh, I'm sure. Um, 
23-year-old Chen Rong Yu, <laughs> kind of a cool name, right, um, passed away while playing League of Legends in a, um, is it Taipei? Yeah. Yeah, Taipei Gaming Cafe. More than likely of a heart condition. There was there were around 30 other people in that cafe at the time, and not one of them noticed for nine hours. Wow. Yeah. Um, this was most likely caused by a pre-existing condition, but a few other factors didn't help. The cold temperature in the building for the computer systems combined with the long hours spent sitting in one position can cause tiny blood clots. It's kind of it's kind of worded wrong, and that's my mistake. Um, the cold temperature doesn't cause the blood clots. It's it's the sitting, sitting yeah. for, for so long. But the cold temperature doesn't help your... Um, circulatory system. Moving on. It was reported that Rong Yu died sitting completely upright with his hands still on the keyboard and mouse. It's kind of like a boss. You know, really? Yeah. If you want to be known for gaming and you die that way, come on. That's like, a, yeah, well, you're not going to be like, you're not going to be like Rong Yu who died playing a video game. Right. Yeah. So it's more than important to take breaks and stretch when going through a long gaming session. Every gamer has their share of stories about pulling all-nighters, and that's fine, but keep your health in priority. Also, if playing with others, it might be nice to keep the chatter up just to make <laughs> sure everyone is still breathing. <laughs> if you're Honestly, playing, if him you're, dying... If, oh, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, if you're playing at home, you know, take a break, fuck the girlfriend, or, right. you know, and then get back Dude. on, you know. Like, I used to pull when I was younger... And I still do, like, maybe three, four hours, you know, playing a game. I still stand up <laughs> every once in a while. And start, I can't sit for that. I don't know how anybody does that. And I was even like that when I was a kid. I used to play um, Link to the Past, Zelda Link to the Past, and Pace. Oh, right. And that was before wireless children. Uh, <laughs> and Pace up and down. Because the blood clot thing is not a joke. I mean, and it doesn't, and a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm young, so your blood can't can't clot because you're you're young you know so i mean you know just a psa the more you know you well, know you, just keep it healthy you've seen me play some a lot of times i'll play standing up yeah yeah i'll, I'll like if i'm on my, if i'm on uh, the playstation i'll be i'll stand up and and play it there sit down a little bit but then i'm back up on my feet and now with the wireless controllers you can do plenty with other parts of your body while playing the game yeah keep it in mind and talk to your girlfriends you know it's it's yeah. just <laughs> Or or you can be like Agent Fury and actually go to sleep, and your fingers will automatically just... Dude, that, that really happened. Yeah, that, that did happen. He was, he was His eyes were closed, and, and this was after give... he took the 50 chicken nugget challenge. He was pretty fucked up. Yeah. But his eyes were closed. He was asleep, and his he was still... And he was playing well, from what I hear. Yeah, he was playing Uncharted 3, or Uncharted 2, actually, and it was just like... Da, 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 da. I was like going, wow, seriously? No, this even either means... It's capable to do, or that Asian Fury is just the shit. <laughs> so, I mean, and I'm kind of leaning towards the second one. Yeah, I'm kind of going towards that too. You know, <laughs> he's a he, the force is strong with this one. Oh yes, yes. Uh, well, this may have rolled out for many people already, but it just affected me the other day, so that's why I was reporting it. Direct <laughs> good news reporting, dude. <laughs> DirecTV was doing some new stuff with their HD DVR boxes lately, like allowing you to view YouTube um, through your boxes. Well, on the 8th, my two HD DVR boxes received an update that were actually pretty cool. The first one, if you have a Pandora account, you can now stream Pandora through your HD DVR box. That's pretty dope. Yeah. All you need to go do is go to your menu button and scroll down to extras and you'll see the Pandora app. If you have an existing account, and let's be honest, who doesn't? Right. Uh, you can... Um, all you have to do is uh, log in through the Pandora.com 
and you'll get a quick authorization code, and then you just go ahead, input the code, and the receiver will will hook it up. It's basically like if you do Netflix. Even Slacker users have Pandora. Yeah, yeah. You know, secondly, they have a new power save option on the television. So if you left your TV on or haven't used the remote for four hours, the box will turn itself off. So you can go to sleep on that bit. Yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, it, it's, you know, I dig this and, uh, you know, you can go, if you don't like the four hour bit, uh, you can just go to your settings and turn that option off. Right. It's not that hard. Uh, but I think this it's, is, they have the same thing on the PlayStation, the Xbox. It's, yeah. And, uh, but I, I thought that was pretty cool. The Pandora thing is actually pretty good. It's been getting a lot of views on the website those last couple of days since I posted that story. That reminds me, an app I need to download for my new phone. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool. And I was like, going, oh, sweet. So I tested it out. Yeah. And the reason you, um, it's the HD DVR and obviously it has to be connected to the internet. Um, but yeah, it, it, does it played it pretty well. I looked up my, uh, and obviously some people will have those smart televisions that already have the fucking app on the TV, but, uh, I want know, one of those TVs, man. Oh, I know. Same here, but I don't have that. So I was streaming it through my, uh, through my box and it, it sounded pretty cool. I liked it. So, all right. Let's... Oh, quickly. I forgot to mention, I helped my friend move today and they gave me a 36 inch television set. Nice. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a tube TV, but it is nice quality, you know, get some cable in the room might work a little better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, watch DVD on it and it was the shit. So whatever. There you, you know. go. All right. Well, I think it's time to uh, head into some new releases really quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. So what do we got? Netflix. What do we got? Netflix. Netflix. Uh, what did you put? Vertigo? Yeah. Vertigo. Old Alfred Hitchcock movie. Classic. Right. And I, I threw some extras on here that yeah. probably have been there for a while, but still. The Phantom, yes. <laughs> I like that movie because it's so absurd. You know, it's just, it's just so stupid. Um, Stephen Fry in America, this is a, um, kind of like a documentary. Stephen Fry, brilliant English comedian. Oh, he's hilarious. Um, yeah, came to America. And the, the thing that I love about this show is it shows the America that never gets shown. It didn't show the fucking silly shit in LA and the crazy shit in New York. I mean, the first episode, he was in Maine, just showing normal people, you know, doing fishing for a living and stuff like that. It was, it's a great, great fucking show. You gotta watch it. Um, the Stupids, that's also cool. That's the other part of America that always gets shown. Yeah. Um, and Baps, the other part of America that always gets shown. Um, one of Halle Berry's crowning achievements. Uh, and then it's still me. Yeah, games. still your games. Games are thick because Vita games are coming out now. Um, but we're not starting with that. Grand Slam Tennis 2 for the PlayStation 3. Twisted Metal for the PlayStation 3. What? Um, Alan Wake for the PC. Um, UFC Undisputed 3 for the PlayStation 3. I think that's on other systems too, isn't it? I don't know. It only said PlayStation 3. Um, Uncharted Golden Abyss for the Vita. Um, Golden Abyss, I'm sorry. Um, Mod Nation Racers uh, Road Trip for the Vita. Little Deviants for the Vita. Uh, Wipeout 2048 for, you guessed it, the Vita. Um, Warp for the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I fuck them with you, see? Reality Fighters for the Vita. Is um, Golden Abyss anything like Golden Showers, or am I thinking of the wrong thing? I really hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I really – because, you know, I just can't go through that again. Just, <laughs> can you see Nathan Drake, you know, pull, all of a sudden you hear an R. Kelly song in the background? <laughs> uh, in theaters this week, we've got This Means War 
and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I want to see both of those movies. Yeah. I want to see This Means War because it's just it looks like a cool rom-com. You know, something yeah. tough to see. And then um, that new Ghost Rider, we saw that footage at uh, Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Kind of looks dope. Yeah, man. I'm going to kind of check it out. You and go nowhere but up right. from the first one. So <laughs> uh, Let's hope so. Uh, in DVDs this week, we've got The Rum Diary, Beavis and Butthead Volume 4. Yeah. Doctor Who, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Um, but I would wait. You might be waiting for a while, given that uh, the new season of Doctor Who, when that premieres, uh, will, their box set at the end of the season will most likely contain that. Uh, just, just wait. Just yeah. Have some patience. Fam, uh, Family Matters season two. Yes. <laughs> I, they're only for, on season two. Dude. Yeah, they're only on season two. Uh, the two pack, Short Circuit, and Short Circuit two. That's uh, a classic. Human Centipede 2. Not a classic. <laughs> and for all you movie buffs out there, the Jerry Lewis classic, The Geisha Boy. I never saw that and I heard it was pretty sick. Yeah. Alright, comics. Going on to DC, if I don't say a number, it's issue 6. <laughs> uh, Batman, Birds of Prey, Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, Cap, whoa, I just, the words just blended together for a minute. <laughs> Gotta stop drinking. Yeah. Um, Catwoman, DC Universe Online Legends 23. That's the comic that goes with the game. Um, DC Universe Presents, End of Nations 4 of 4. It's the end of the series. <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on. Green, Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> uh, Le- Legion of Superheroes, My Greatest Adventures 5 of 6. Nightwing, Power Girl, Old Friends, Trade Paperback. Red Hood and, and the Outlaws, Supergirl, and Wonder Woman. All right, coming out for Marvel this week, we have Amazing Spider-Man 679.1, Avengers 22, Avenging Spider-Man number 4, Daredevil number 9, Invincible Iron Man 513, New Avengers 21, Ultimate Comics X-Men number 7, Uncanny X-Men number 7, Venom 13.2, the Marvel's going to start releasing their point two issues now, Winter Soldier 2, Wolverine 301, and X-Factor, not the talent show, uh, 2.32. And we got other distributors, Army of Darkness, the ongoing series by Dynamite. Uh, number one, we've got the G.I. Joe 2 movie prequel, number one, coming out. Why would you buy that? I, uh, you pirate that. Just You pirate. would buy the G.I. Joe, a real American hero annual Ooh. number one, though. Hell yeah, from yeah. IDW, hell yeah. Um, Ghostbusters ongoing, number six, IDW. Godzilla, Kingdom of Monsters, number 12, IDW. Transformers, More Than Meets the Eye, number 2 by IDW. We've got Chu24 from Image, uh, Invincible, number 90 from Image, and Morning Glories, number 16 from Image. We all like some Morning Glory. Oh, yeah. Um, the only collectible that caught my eye was another Batman black and white statue from Mike Magnolia. But, or Magnolia, I'm sorry. Um, If you click on it, Steve, Stephen, if you click on it, <laughs> I don't like this statue. Now, uh, let me see. It's, you know, it's quality. It's it's his style, but I just don't – his shoulders don't mat. Like, he has no shoulders. Oh, yeah, that's ugly. Right? That is – Yeah, I just, I just don't like it. And he, he did he, – he looks like a Clint Eastwood. Doesn't he? He looked like if this would be Clint Eastwood if he was Batman right now. I just don't – I'm just not feeling it. And, I mean, that that's a personal opinion, of course. I mean, go ahead – you know, search it on Google or, or go to Comixology. Comixology yeah. But it's um, I don't know. Yeah, that that whole no soul shoulder thing really. No just... soul. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the whole no shoulder thing makes him look like you know, like I'm Batman. Yeah, he, he looks mentally challenged, yeah. and I, I don't mean that 
in a in a derogatory way. He that's will... actually insulting to mentally challenged people. Yeah, because it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is pretty bad. Personal opinion. But yeah. it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the main topic because I'm excited. Yeah, I bet you're excited. Uh, yeah, I can't even stand up for this one. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. Did you watch Deep Space Nine this week? I watched a few episodes, and I have to say, now, I stayed within the first and second season. Okay. Um, I skipped around a bit. Eh, I was feeling it, but not too much. But like you said, it got a little better. I have a problem with the not leaving the station thing. It was it was a reason I kind of didn't like Babylon 5. All right. It, it, I, well, Babylon 5 had a lot of other problems, but, you know. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> the... For me, when I watch science fiction, or when I watch specifically Star Trek, I love the encounters they have with other, like out in space, they, their first contact, or their, their, I just dig that shit. Yeah. You know, so Deep Space Nine is everything that I, that is whatever. I mean, it's still entertaining. It wasn't like I was turning it off in the middle of it, but um, compared to other ones, I wasn't digging it. But I haven't moved on to when they got the Defiant and stuff, which yeah. everyone tells me it got worlds better. So yeah, once they got the Defiant and they were able to go through the wormhole to different um, to different planets, and, it became Star Trek. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it really did become Star Trek. But then once you get into season four, when you had the Dominion War going on and the the Civil War, the War with the Klingons, it just completely took off. Yeah, and um, that for me, that was when I would sit there watching it every week, going, "Oh, <laughs> you know, well, yeah, yeah." It was that exciting. It was that good. <laughs> it was that good. Uh, yeah. So let's, let's start this talk from the ground up. Let's start. We're basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna discuss Star Trek because the sec- the second movie is not coming out right now, but it's it's coming up. And in we we enjoy. The reboot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start from the ground up. Let's start with the original series. Now, um, I will admit I, my experience – I am 27. My experience <laughs> with the original series is not that great because I grew up on Next Generation. But let's let's begin from the beginning, shall we? In in chronological order of the show, not uh, in the universe because then we got to start with Enterprise and it's going to get confusing. Yeah, because then you get uh... – well, no, it would actually start with the original series because I think it would be uh, City on the Edge of Forever when they went back into the the. Oh, we're going to break it down episodes. We're yeah, gonna we're going <laughs> we're going to show some real geek cred right now. <laughs> I mean, I I was thinking that, but I mean, I, I didn't know we were getting that in depth. <laughs> well, let's start with the original series. What what about the original series really stood out in the time? Not right now, but in 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 the time the that day. it was made. Yeah. Well, you got to look at – well, you can really kind of see it and and even people that you know follow Doctor Who because you know Doctor Who was um, premiered in 1963. Yes. 1966, Star Trek um, premiered, and you can see the special effects world-class better in the 60s Star Trek versus Doctor Who at the time. Yes. And, uh, I, I, and to me – you know, when I and I got exposed to this when I was when I was a kid. I mean, my uh, my brother uh, would record when you know when I was a kid. They were they were rerunning them at like eleven o'clock at night. Obviously, as a kid, I couldn't stay up to see it, but he would record them, and then I could watch them the next day. And for me, it was just it. There's a special effects. Of course, when you're a kid, you know, you're just like, whoa, that's cool phasers and and the ships and the battles, and then you have William Shatner. I right. Mean, you have William Shatner as Kirk. I mean, you you wanted to be Kirk. 
Of course, as you got older, you thought, oh, maybe Spock. You know, Spock's pretty, pretty badass. You know, but as a kid, you wanted to be, you know, Kirk was kind of the Han Solo of Star Trek. You know, and, and for me, I, and the, and Before also. Before Han Solo was the Han Solo of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, but, you know, well, actually, when I got, when I got introduced to it, I had already seen Star Wars. So, right. I mean, so at that point, you know, I was, I was a big fan of Star Wars, but I'm one of those guys that likes both, you know? Because I don't sit there and say, oh, no, you can't like – you can only like one. Not bullshit. That's no, bullshit. That's that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, but I I always found that, that Star Trek was – obviously, as I got older, too, you know, you, you really you really get into the stories. You really see the subtext. You really see the the um, the allegorical uh, style in which sci-fi is. I mean, you know, you'd want to – Big words, big words. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, it's it's the same thing with, like, Twilight Zone. Why people like Twilight Zone. It was right. the stories. And it was just very much, uh, you know, the way to write, kind of, write about modern society. Which, if you look at the original Star Trek, a lot of those problems that we had back then, we still have. Yeah, very yeah. true. You know, and, and that's always been the thing for me. Is like I, And it was just the characters, you know, Bones and Spock and Kirk. That was it for me. I, 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 that was like, that was awesome. And then too, you know, like everybody always followed behind Kirk. You know, it was yeah. that, that loyalty, that like going. He was the lead. Like yeah. there was never second guessing what he was doing. Yeah. It'd be like Kirk stood up, you know, everybody was behind him. You know, if Kirk said this was a bad idea, everybody followed him. Even if it was going to mean court martial, which is, I don't know how many times they would have literally been run out of the service because <laughs> for that mutiny but you know that that was it for me i mean i i loved it i even have the original ones on blu-ray now nice yeah but moving uh, right along <laughs> to the next generation <laughs> well the next the next generation real, real quick for me was the pinnacle of television viewing when i was growing up it was the greatest television show I have ever seen. And and that mainly that's not because it, of what it was, more so that how it affected me. Right. Like the the adventures they went on and just the battles with morality because I was uh, when I remember watching Star Trek the Next Generation, I was like late in the tens, you know, going into <laughs> the teens, right. you know. And um the battles with morality and and the way Bacot is completely opposite of Kirk. Oh yeah. You know, he battles with wits, he battles with, well, not really, with. I mean, like, the mind, you know, yeah. he's very intellectual, stuff like that. Um, that really just showed something, because at the time, I was living in, in a neighborhood where if something bothers you, you punch it, you know. <laughs> so it was nice to see that I didn't have to punch everything, although I still enjoy that occasionally. Um, the, it's just, I don't know, it's, you can't even really put into words how that show affected me i mean i can sometimes just the way i be like react to a situation you can probably attribute it to a star trek the next generation episode yeah. you know it's it's just the the chemistry that picard had with um his entire crew um the actors i mean they were just perfect um okay. Other characters were great too. Like the character development in that show was amazing. Yeah. Um, Data, I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, um, who didn't I like? Do, 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 do. Uh, Wesley got on my nerves sometimes. Yeah. But I still liked him. Yeah. Well, you know? you know, like we were talking about, like we talked about this actually after the podcast last week. For a and, long time. For a long time, yeah. 
one of the things that, that, that struck me was the fact that I had mentioned, cause you said you were going to watch Star Trek from the beginning and, um, or the, uh, next generation from season one. And Which never panned out, by the way. <laughs> it, it's really rough to watch season one. Yeah. It, it is a bit rough because the storytelling is a little stilted. The acting is not quite as good and neither are the special effects. But once you get into season two and definitely season three, everybody's more comfortable. We start mm-hmm. seeing the character growth. We start seeing more of, of everybody's personality, you know, and, and we, we start learning more about Riker's past command and Picard and the stargazer and, and, uh, you know, Troy and, um, Riker's relationship. And then data obviously started to go from, you know, questioning everything and then, you know, overdoing it to being more and more, you see that more of that Pinocchio deal, right? Where, where he really wants to be more human. Um, I think the, I think we talked about like, all the characters grew with the exception of maybe Jordy and the doctor, the doctor. Yeah, definitely. those were the two. And, and, and Jordy had, and Jordy and the doctor had a few episodes, yeah. but they were always, Where she just, got raped by a ghost, you know? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a strange episode. Um, I think Jordy really came into his own in the movies. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they, they took the visor off and gave him. Do you eyes. mean that hair clip? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, I think he really came into himself in the movies. The Doctor in The Next Generation has always just been the Doctor. There's nothing wrong with her character. It's just she never – she was only there when needed. Yeah. Really. I mean, and you don't always need a Doctor. Yeah. Um, the only development I really saw was you, you started – they started to flesh out the history she had with Picard. Right. You know, and, and that was cool. But other than that. There yeah. wasn't really much going on. Yeah, and you know, one of the things was, and, and and looking at all of them, looking at the whole series as a total, even with um, Enterprise and the the reboot, you know, the character of McCoy, I think, is probably the best Doctor of the entire series. I will agree with that. Yeah, because because he was, he definitely was. If you looked at the dynamic of the original Star Trek, um, you had, uh. You had the total logical character of Spock, and then you had the the, the emotional um, decision from McCoy, and Kirk kind of had to weed it out. Kirk had to be the guy in between, and yeah. and so you definitely had that. And what I didn't get from Crusher was that 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 feeling of like you need to do this. This is the right thing. She was more of like, you know, okay, well, if that's what the captain wants, that's what we do. You know, it was like there right. wasn't as unless he was unless he was like sick. Yeah, because that's the only time the doctor can say fuck off. Right. And there was always those moments where she says doctor's orders, and it was funny. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't too important. Right. And she had some development with Wesley too, but that was mostly Wesley's development. Right. If there was one character that you got to see from the beginning. It was Wesley Crusher. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, she was still cool. I had no problems with her, but they just really didn't touch on that character that much. Yeah. Um. I think the one thing that we could agree on was which series we liked the least. <laughs> oh. oh, Voyager. It was Voyager. <laughs> um, and you know what? Voyager had 
a few, and I was telling you this before, Voyager had a few episodes that I really liked. And then when I look back on it, I liked those episodes because I liked the adversary they were, they were going up against, not the crew of the Voyager at all. Right. So that doesn't really count because <laughs> I like the Borg. I see the Borg. Oh, cool. This is a cool episode. Or there's a new, the only person I, I, I really liked, I liked Janeway. I thought she was cool. I thought she was a good captain, but there was absolutely no mix with everybody else. Yeah. And I hate – I don't care if people call me a racist. I hated Jakote. I thought he was a fucking whiny little bitch, and I just thought he was stupid. Stupid uh, character. I thought he was insulting to Native Americans, to be honest with you. I, 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 I liked Janeway. Janeway definitely had that like, I don't give a shit what you think of me. I'm going yeah. to kick your ass. She had an official, I don't give a fuck. She yeah. really, if you really looked at her, she was kind of the female Kirk. Yeah. Like she, she'll, she'll be like, I don't give a shit. We're doing this. You know, we're taking them on. Uh, she wasn't afraid to back that. She was kind of the, the, uh, the opposite of Picard. Um, who who didn't get into battle a lot, but when he did, you know, he throw down. Right. But um, but yeah, but one of the things I think we did discuss was the fact that there was no likable characters in there. They're I liked I liked Paris. I liked, but sometimes he got a little too heavy in the father issues. The Doctor, I think, was probably the only other one that was actually kind of cool. I I kind of liked the holographic Doctor. Yeah, the Doctor, but that was because. They developed that char- character properly. Yeah. Like Janeway and the Doctor. Was the only, I didn't like that Vulcan prick. He's always an <laughs> asshole, you know? Yeah. And they were trying to pass him off as a Spock. Yeah. Which was insulting. Right. You know, and, and who else was on there? The, uh, the Klingon, Balana, um, I did not like at all. She was a complete bitch the entire time. She stayed the same in season one through season seven. And I the, don't... Problem, the problem with her, too, is I understood that she was half Klingon, so she had a temper. But the Klingons, she made the Klingon race look like a bunch of whiny bitches. Yeah. You know, she didn't make them look like honorable warriors. She made them look like people that complain about fucking everything. <laughs> yeah, because you have her dealing with this whole, oh, you know, my temper and, and that and the other thing. It's like Worf was a Klingon. Full Klingon. Full Klingon. And he seemed to do okay on Worf- the Enterprise. Was a full Klingon and also a full boss. Yeah. And I think Balana's temper problems were more of a human temper problem. Because yeah. it was a fucking child's tantrum every time she got upset. Yeah. You know, she'd hit, you know, she'd hit people or whatever. It was just fucking. I, and, and that show too, and I'm realizing this now, they have characters in that show that are supposed, I really feel, were supposed to remind you of other characters in other shows. Like, Paris is a dramatic failing of trying to look like Kirk in that kind of mindset. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Hmm. You have the Vulcan who's supposed to be Spock. Bolana's supposed to be like Worf. You know, yeah. and the only one who was an individual was Janeway and the Doctor. We go back yeah. to that. Right. But I mean, it was just, Voyager was just stupid. And I, I even thought the ship looked stupid. To be honest, yeah, I thought the ship looked kind of cool, but you know, it was just the characters never seemed to. And then plus the premise too. I mean, you know, they were always lost. Yeah, they were lost trying to get home, and it's like, yeah, that looks good in theory, but then you end up turning it into a okay. We for some reason it makes the human race look really bad because we always get into a fight wherever we are. Yeah, like you're <laughs> you're part of the United Federation of Planets. Okay, it's supposed to be the most 
peaceful <laughs> fucking group in the Alpha Quadrant. As soon as you get dropped in the Delta Quadrant, you are fighting everyone. <laughs> so if anyone from the Delta Quadrant comes to the Alpha Quadrant, they are going to probably side with the Klingons and be terrified of the Federation. <laughs> you know, because it's just silly shit. I, I, just Voyager, to me, was just fucking silly. I just didn't like it at all. Yeah, I like um, I liked Cisco as a captain once they made him official captain because you know he was very diplomatic, but he can be intimidating like a motherfucker. Yes, he can. You know, if somebody gets in his face, he just gets there. And then his you got to remember this is Hawk from that Spencer for Hire show. You yeah. know, uh, and when he shaves his head and he grows a goatee, and then he you know when somebody steps up in, on him, and then he moves in and his voice gets extremely low. You're like, he rarely yelled. Yeah. So he's just spoke to it like a boss. Dude. Yeah, and you're like going, oh my god, I think he's going to shank him right there. Yes. Um, and I really liked – some people complain about it, but I really liked Archer, Captain Jonathan Archer. Fuck, Jonathan Archer was the shit. Who the hell's going to complain about that? Yeah, you know, it's like – I mean, one, you're dealing with Scott Bakula. Yes. When I, when I heard that after Voyager was ending and I heard they were going to do Enterprise, me and my friend Peter were like, we're not going to watch it because we hated the fact of Voyager. We're like going, we're not watching it. And then all of a sudden they're like – yeah, Scott Bakula has been casted as the captain of of Enterprise, and I'm like, fuck. Now and that means, watch it. Yeah, now I have to watch it. And but I think one of the problems was, and I think one of the reasons why it started to fail was that it was the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and it, it started to come into its own in the fourth season. It was, it was just too late. Yeah, by that point, it was it was definitely too late. TV style had changed. And then they started in season three. They did the overall story arc, which people still kind of complained about the whole Zindi thing. Well, which- my problem, my problem with that show, and just real quick before I forget, um, I like the beginning. I like the whole humanity is just now getting into it. I dug that. You know, yeah. I thought when they went into the overall the war thing with the Zindi, I didn't like that. I was like, now your focus is is away from exploration, which is one of the key aspects. Of Star Trek. Right. And I just felt that it was kind of fail. Like, I was I don't care about these indie anymore because they dragged it out. Yeah, the whole season. Fucking long. Yeah. Uh, I, I really liked when they brought it back in season four with Manny Cotto coming up to, to uh, produce. I really, really thought they got back and they really didn't – they weren't scared. They went back and started answering questions from the original Star Trek series. Yes. Like they started going back and going, you know what? We have all of this stuff in our arsenal. Let's use it. And then they started doing – and they, made, they didn't simply do two-part episodes. They did three-part episodes, you know, mini – like full three-hour stories that it's a you – fucking movie, dude. Yeah. That's Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> And and I like that, you know, when you started seeing the, um, you know, seeing, you know, Dr. Singh in there and then just all of this extra stuff. And and uh, I, I really thought that that was that really kind of started to stretch. And I'm like, oh, God, this is cool. And then they canceled. I was like, oh, and it, it sucks because it's like it's just like when you're just ready to orgasm and then you stop. It's that kind of disappointment. It's almost painful. It is. It is almost painful. And uh, I, I really thought that um, – Actually, it is painful. It's probably the almost. <laughs> but uh, – The blue balls of Star Trek, the fourth season <laughs> of Enterprise. Enterprise. <laughs> but I really liked a lot of the cast of Enterprise, especially like Trip. 
you know, they really kind of boiled it down and you had Trip, you know, as the engineer who, you know, had that little southern the little um the southern temper, but at the same time, you know, you heard um you know, you heard Archer going, Well in the show let's shove his ass out an airlock. You know, yeah. you're just like, damn. Yeah, I liked I liked Enterprise because they were more like people on now. They weren't so fucking yeah. perfect. Yeah. You know, they were just normal people in a spaceship. And um going away from the humans for a minute, I liked um to Paul. Well <laughs> I liked <laughs> it because it was hotter than the sun. But I also liked it because they really did a good job at a very subtle and gradual um development of her character of being a full Vulcan on um on a human ship, she started to feel emotions and they affected her. But gradually, you know, they didn't just like next episode, she was fucking raging. Well, you I, know? I love the fact that they dealt with the Vulcans that way. Like they were showing that, okay, the Vulcans weren't totally the society they are now. They, they're still in that evolutionary process where they did have those tendencies. They were dis, they, they had done it, but there were still those little, little nuances that kind of, yeah. that, that really started to say like they could, Get anger, or you know, people that they wanted to embrace their emotions, or things like that. You yeah, know? and pe- and a lot of people didn't like that. But one thing that people forget is this is hundreds of years before certain events that you've already seen. Right. You know, maybe not hundreds, but we could talk about um, the next generation. What was it like? Two hundred years before. Well, it was eight? It was eighty years after um, Kirk, and I think it was like. Um, 200 years before Kirk for Enterprise. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're talking like, almost, 300 almost 300 years, years yeah. of, of development of a society. Yeah. So it makes sense because it always has been known in canon that the Vulcans didn't just overnight become this fucking all logical race. It was yeah. a gradual present. Yeah, they, were, they, even, they even said it in, in the series that they were a violent people. Yes. And it wasn't until Sarak came along and, you know, got everybody involved in, in, uh, uh, logic as being the answer. And it was cool too, cause you could really see, in the beginning, the Vulcans were an aggressor in Enterprise. They were th- something that Archer hated because they were holding humanity back. And then you gradually see that it's more the Vulcans are terrified that the humans would become what the Vulcans were. Right. And, and at a stage of development where they had far better weapons and technology than the Vulcans had at the time when they were freaking out. <laughs> so it, 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 there's a lot of, and I think that's the pro, that was one of the problems with Enterprise. There, a lot of the things that were going on were so subtle yeah. that a true Star Trek fan will pick up on it, but an average person isn't really going to get it. Right. You know, they're not going to see that. They're just going to see the show for face value, and that's fine. But I mean, there were so many things going on in the background in Enterprise. That were just amazing to to watch unravel. Right. I really like Enterprise is my second favorite of um, and that includes the original series. My <laughs> second, my second favorite um Star Trek um series. It yeah. was just amazing to me. Also, I just want to point out before we get fucking emails of people bitching. Yes, we know there was a Star Trek animated series. <laughs> yes, it's cool, but I'm not going to sit here and talk about it all for Right. Oh man, but I think uh, I think we've kind of we've um talked about this for a while. I think in wrap up, um I think that uh you know with the series as a whole, yes, it has a lot of shortcomings, but I think in it, you know, it still has a lot. And then with the reboot, 
you know, to take the reboot and do what they did with it, saying, okay, we're going to take the Doc Brown situation from Back to the Future Part 2 and, uh, you know, create this alternate reality. So everything still happened, but now we give us a chance to kind of tell things new. I thought it was perfect. People will bitch yeah. about it. And if you're bitch, if you hate Star Trek because of the lens flares, you're totally doing it wrong. Yeah, you kind of fail. You fail <laughs> at life. I mean, some people say they go, fucking lens flares. It's like, shut up. All right? We know J.J. Abrams uses lens flares. Get over it. It's like, shut up. Nobody likes you. <laughs> but that, and, and, you know, so for me, it really comes down to I love the way they did the reboot. Even I'm – and, you know, and, and and Adam will attest to this. When we went to see – we both saw Star Trek the same day. We yes. remember we went with we went with a bunch of people coworkers from work, yes. and I was so set on hating this movie. I was so set on thinking this was going to fail. It was, and I left the theater. And I'm a hardcore Trek fan. I mean, it's it's kind of funny, and um, but I loved it. I thought it was just brilliantly done. It was a perfect way to reboot and allow people because that was always my thing. Is like, how are you going to reboot this? You have. 40 years of story right there. How are you going to do this? And, and and they found a great way to do it. And I I kudos to them for doing that. I would never have thought that. No, I wouldn't either. I would have thought they would have just just not even not the unknown stories, you know. Yeah, like some silly <laughs> shit, you know. They would have you know what they would have did? Live action animated series. That that's <laughs> what they would have did. And then it would have failed. Yeah, it definitely would have. But, you know, so but that that's my final view on it. What's your final final thing on? I think Star Trek is always going to be around because it taps into the the unknown, the desire for most people wanting to go find out what's in space, um, it exploration, uh, just all the type of shit. And also, it's it's just the shit. I mean, for a sci-fi series, Star Trek is the shit, and it also shows us a future that doesn't suck yeah you know because a lot of a lot of sci-fi the future is horrible either humans human human humanity humanity's horrible or what's happening to humanity is horrible yeah so it's nice to see something that isn't that shitty it's just nice yeah i like it <laughs> all right well on uh that on that note i think it's time to get into some uh douchebaggery Douchebags, douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe went too far. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Just a little bit. All right. Uh, my number three douchebag is No Sperm Left Behind. And this comes from Digital Spy. A state senator put forward an every sperm is sacred style amendment in the Oklahoma personhood anti-abortion bill. Democrat Constant, Constance Johnson added a paragraph to the bill that states that masturbation and other sex acts should be considered as lethal as an unborn baby as abortion. Wait, what to- now? <laughs> <laughs> the amendment to the bill read, any action in which a man ejaculates to o- or otherwise deposits semen anywhere but in a woman's vagina shall be interpreted and construed as an action against an unborn child. 
However, Johnson later withdrew the amendment, revealing that the addition was an ironic statement on the law's focus on the woman's role in the reproductive process. No, it wasn't. He, he was being literal. Yeah. She, it's a she, actually. She told or the, whatever. <laughs> she told the Guardian that the amendment represented the culmination of my and many other Oklahomans' frustration regarding the ridiculousness of our re- reproductive policy initiatives in Oklahoma. The personhood's bill would potentially allow go- governmental intrusion into families' personal lives by policing what happens to a woman's egg without any similar thought to what happens to a man's sperm. My amendment seeks to draw attention to the absurdity, duplicity, and lack of balance inherent in the policies of the state in regards to women. Senator Johnson added, this amendment seeks to draw humorous attention to the hypocrisy and inconsistency of this proposal from the Republican perspective to downsize government and less government intrusion in and less government intrusion into the people's lives. For me, I look at this and I go, yeah, I can kind of see where they would say that. But at the same time, it's like you're adding it into a bill and you're using it ironically. A, yeah. that, that just, just seems a bit fail to me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like this is, you know, this is big boy talk now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not fucking around. Yeah. If you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to do, then, you know, take it out of them. You know, fight the bill or whatever, and it's just like... Fight the power. Yeah. I mean, the bill basically states that any unborn child at any stage of development has rights, privileges, and immunities available to other persons, citizens, or residents in the state. Basically saying that, you know, life begins at conception. But, you know, to sit there and say, well, then, if a man ejaculates, other than that, it should be considered a lethal act. That's a little extreme. That's kind of retarded because... And you're saying, I, I mean that thought ironically. You know, it's just like, no, no you don't. don't. <laughs> it's because it, the thing, and, and I'm not going to sit here and argue when a human begins or ends conception or not. But I think every logical human being, either pro-life or pro-choice or whatever, will agree that a sperm is not a baby. Mm. It can become a baby. It's kind of like you have nachos and you have cheese. Just they're not nacho cheese yet because they're not together. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I can have cheese and I can throw the cheese away. I still got nachos, but I don't have nacho cheese. I have music on my computer and I have an iPod, but it doesn't turn my iPod into a music player because I don't have music on it. I haven't ejaculated the music into the <laughs> iPod. I haven't pirated the music yet. <laughs> Whoa. I'm using ejaculate for everything. Now, uh, now it's going to be the- It's like, I'm going to ejaculate this water into this glass so I can drink it. <laughs> psh, psh. Uh, <laughs> my number two douchebag. Emails should have a dumbass check. Uh... <laughs> This almost, yeah, both my stories are from Oklahoma. This is from MSNBC. Uh, surprise. I know. Oklahoma City. We're give, giving um, the Carolinas a break this week. Uh, a state worker is facing disciplinary action after sending an official email to hundreds of people Thursday that contained an off-color term for breast. The Oklahoma Insurance Department said the email was sent as an agency search for people to honor at a tornado preparedness meeting. The email with... Offensive and unacceptable unacceptable language was traced to a staff member who was deeply apologetic, department spokesman Glenn Cavern said. The agency did not identify the staffer. Hmm, wonder why. The, this email is not uh, was not vetted through the normal process, and neither the com- insurance commissioner nor any supervisory staff was aware of 
this distribution, Craven said in a statement. This email was traced to a staff member who has accepted full responsibility and is deeply apologetic. The email stated that the insurance commissioner award should go to, quote, the girl with the biggest breasts. Using a slang term, so obviously the girl with the yeah. biggest tits. Uh, the agency sent a second corrected and authorized email about 20 minutes later saying that the award should be given next month to someone who made an outstanding contribution in the insurance industry in ter- tornado preparedness. By having the largest, largest breasts. breasts. <laughs> they they change, See, they don't use a slang term, Yeah. so it's official. <laughs> I love it, dude. I was like, you know what? It, you know what? Stuff like that is like – it's what everyone was thinking. You know, I mean. <laughs> one of the guys, I saw this. Actually, the reason I, I picked this one is because I actually saw this on the news. Um, and uh, it, it struck me as funny because of the fact that I the guy goes, you know, everybody thinks this stuff. You put it in there and you, you expect to go back to fix it because, you know, you're trying to be funny. And then you, you don't fix it. And how many times have we done that? And Where, doesn't, doesn't Gmail have that retract thing? I don't, I don't know. They don't, were talking about it. I don't know yeah. if they ever did it's it. It's probably in beta like everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but is Gmail still in beta, you know? <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. I'm like, oh, you know, when you said it, you're like, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like when you're right about to click send. I'm like, I shouldn't say, oh, shit, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, man. Another, another douchebag that I would like to point out. Um, <laughs> I titled this, Even Your Kids Aren't Worth That Much, Lady. Um, New Yorker files $9 trillion lawsuit. Trillion dollar lawsuit. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking money. Um, oh, I'm sorry, $900 trillion lawsuit. Wow. Excuse me. Wow. Um, a New York woman has filed a $900 trillion federal lawsuit against city officials, claiming her children were wrongfully taken into foster care. Um, Fausat Agumbayo. Oh, figures. 46. Don't, don't do that. Don't, we, we don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> insists that child, child welfare services violated her civil rights as well as those of her offspring and is seeking the 15 figure payout and damages. How many damages? Your kids are not worth that much. I'm sorry. How do you sit there and no calculator goes up that high? You know why you can't put a price on children? Is because this shit. Because people have <laughs> overpriced them. I'm sorry. Um, administration. What is for, and I have kids. <laughs> what is this? Retail or wholesale yeah, price? You know, <laughs> we get a discount. Shit. Um, administration for child serv- children services ruled in mid 2008 that Ogunbayo was unfit to care for her children, now aged 13 and 16, due to mental health problems. Well, <laughs> $900 trillion worth of mental health problems. Um, the mother has since hit back at the allegations, assert- asserting that her two boys were wrongfully removed from her custody. Ogunbayo argues in her complaint filed last week at a district court in Brooklyn that she is mentally stable, accusing <laughs> government officials of recklessly disregarding her right to family integrity and choosing emo- and causing emotional distress to her sons. New York City officials are yet to respond to a Bungayo's lawsuit. So if you file a $900 trillion lawsuit and then turn around and say, I'm completely sane, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> It's not gonna work at all. Yeah, next thing you know, she'll be at she'll be at the court going winning, winning. <laughs> yeah, I have I have my next one. Um, what is it with the gaming industry nowadays? 
There are that's totally you can't tell that I'm reading something. Um, <laughs> there are more glitches, errors, and failed launches, failed launches that I care to count. Yeah, Gotham you can City- tell you're reading your your <laughs> shit. Me up. Gotham City imposters. Gotham City imposters had had has now been added to that list. It looks like some PlayStation Three users are unable to to unlock the full version of the game Gotham City Imposters even after they have paid for the title. This means they just paid for absolutely nothing. <laughs> Complaints started on the Gotham City Imposters um, forums soon after the game launched. Forum administrators said that Warner Brothers is currently working on the issue with Sony and asked anyone that – anytime they say with Sony, they're trying to blame Sony. Yeah. Um, and ask anyone that encounters the problem to respond to this thread. Go to, go to the website, lizgeeks.com. I have a highlight, a, a link. Because we can do that now. HTML is wonderful. Um, with their PSN ID and the country that they reside in. Because they're racist. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, they, they might really be. are, though. <laughs> it's pretty shameful lately how so many companies are having so many issues with their games. The latest big problem is the accursed Skyrim on the PlayStation 3 issues that's, that started at launch and persists today. These companies need to work this stuff out and beta test if they want to keep their customer base this is getting fucking ridiculous I know. it's like every major game that comes out has a major glitch it, it's like a trend now yeah it's like now you're not cool unless you have a glitch figure your shit out it's one thing when an operating system has a glitch because it's like a big thing <laughs> like it does a million things but it's a video game yeah but you know the glitches that we're finding out are getting so much bigger really bad like fucking <laughs> skyrim Skyrim goes, I love Skyrim. It's an awesome game. But really? <laughs> that game came out in fucking November of last year. And PlayStation owners still can't get too far in the game or their shit will fuck up. What about fu- what about fucking uh, Arkham City with the Xbox 360 self-deleting? I mean... <laughs> Or the also it had a PC issue mm. where if you saved if you, if your last save was not inside of a building it would it would corrupt the save. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It makes no sense why these problems <laughs> exist. Like figure it out. Oh man. Uh, all right. Well, my final douchebag of the week. Uh, I'm not sure if George Lucas simply likes pissing his office fans. Or he does this to keep himself in the news and geeks around the world talking about him. In either case, he's doing pretty well. Uh, I usually don't like to get into this topic, but I had to weigh in. And this is a good way to get on someone's douchebag list. George Lucas was answering some questions um, to The Hollywood Reporter since he was doing press for the re-release of the inferior Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D. Now, in the interview, he tries to explain away the whole debate that has been taking place since the special edition was released back in 1997. Han never shot first. This Uh, is an official comment. Yeah, this (laughs) is an official comment. That's Lucas's contention from the onset. According to him, quote, the controversy over who shot first, Greta or Han Solo, in Episode 4, what I did was try to clean up the confusion, but obviously it upset people because they wanted Solo, who seemed to be the one who um, shot first in the original, to be the, a cold-blooded killer, but he actually isn't. It had been done all in close-ups, and it was confusing about who did what to whom. I put a little wider shot in it and made it clear that Greedo is 
the one who shot first, but everyone wanted to think that Han had shot first because they wanted to think he actually just gunned him down. I'm not sure that many geeks around the world has, um, I'm sure that many geeks around the world have seen this movie so many times that it is burned frame by frame into their brain that when you watch the original film, there is no evidence that Greedo shot first. No sound effect. Yeah, no sound effects. Not even smoke on Han's end of the table. Not to mention, if this was true, it wouldn't look so bad in the special edition when he decided to go back to and do it in a wider shot. I do agree that it is just a movie, but you are dealing with a movie that has inspired many of the newer filmmakers in Hollywood. And to the point of fans wanting Han to be a cold-blooded killer is a bit much. It's not cold-blooded killer anyway. It's it makes him look like he's. He knows the guy's going to kill him, so he just kills right. him first. Right. It just kind of makes him like an anti-hero. It doesn't make yeah. him a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, and it was the 70s, and that's how they did things over there. Yes, you know, right. Like many fans, it did show the char- kind of character Han was, which is similar to a gunslinger in the Old West, which is what Han was based on. Now, right. if if it was a point of confusion, why wasn't it brought up back in the day instead of waiting until 2012 to talk about it? Your fans aren't bloodthirsty, nor are they objecting to the idea, but they simply it just simply looks shabby and haphazardly put together. My point is, if you wanted to make a newer version more kid-friendly to meet the current versions of what a PG would be, fine, just say it. Changing a film and giving a reason some 15 years after the fact seems a bit silly and makes fans seem stupid, and we're not. Again, you can say it's just a film, but it would be like Orson Welles going back and tweaking Citizen Kane to change the perspective of Kane's wife. No one would like that either. Yep. So now in the same in the same article actually came out. He 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 managed to be our douchebag of the week and our epic person of the week, which makes him even more epic, really. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the many it's the many sides of George Lucas. Absolutely. Now. He did say something that I uh, that I think was worth noting, and this is in the same article on LazyGeese.com. Um, this is how someone can be on one's douchebag and epic person list in the same week. Uh, the reporter wanted to wanted his views on SOPA, and this is what Lucas had to say. Quote, if we had an intelligent system of writing laws, everybody would get together and write the best possible answer to that. I mean, putting the digital world up against a traditional world and saying it's one or the other is not a wise decision. Because what you're saying is, do you want movies to exist or do you want everything to be on the internet and see cats watching television or something? Everyone wants movies. Everybody wants television shows and everybody wants digital media. It's just up to the government to sit down with both sides and write a reasonable bill. I think what they've got now is a flawed bill, which is not unusual, but that's all it is, sloppy legislation, sloppy legislation, which has to be fixed. If we, if we go much longer without good laws, most people won't pay attention until they are arrested. Um, they arrest somebody for making $50 million a year. And then you realize that there's hundreds of millions of dollars being siphoned off and it doesn't affect them and it does affect the movie, uh, the music business, the film business and eventually the software business. Everyone's in this together. And we're all in this together. <laughs> and, and George makes a solid point while many in the MPAA and the I, RIAA are still shouting down the internet strike. They claim as a proponent of piracy, which we're not. Uh, we we want well thought out legislation drawn up by both sides and have those 
which lawmakers kept referring to as nerds, on hand to (laughs) uh, to explain the language to both sides. I don't agree with his explanation on who shot first. I do agree with him on the piracy issue. You just have to pick your battles. By the way, um, that whole nerd thing, I'm taking that as a compliment because in that context, it means nerds are people who know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. That's it. It means people who know shit that's actually happening in the real world and not, you know, who's not people who still believe that you should get under your desk if there's a nuclear bomb about to go off. Right. You know, I mean, let's, let's move on to the 21st century. It's, (laughs) it's ridiculous. There's no excuse. I don't give a fuck how old somebody is. If they're not senile, you need to realize what the fuck's going on. (laughs) It's just retarded. And if you are senile, what the fuck are you doing in politics? I know, right? Fuck off. Oh man. All right. Well, uh, we're running a little long today, so we're just going to skip over the side comments because they were actually pretty weak this week. And uh, let's just... No! No, <laughs> fuck that! <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right into this week's recommendations. Uh, for me, my recommendation this week, Blu-ray version or DVD version. If you haven't seen it, you need to see the Cannonball Run. It's one, Burt Reynolds. That's it. That's, mm-hmm. that's all that needs to be said. It's mm-hmm. Burt Reynolds and Roger Moore. It's... Bosses upon bosses. Absolutely. It is a silly and far-fetched and just campy movie, but it's just so much fun to watch. If you love campy movies and you just love and then and like I said, it has Burt Reynolds. You know, you just you can't you can't fight that. I like cool Burt Reynolds from back in the day. Yeah, you you know. Yeah. And you know, Dom DeLuise, Farrah Fawcett looking as hot as ever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just a funny movie. It is one of my favorite movies. I'm going to be doing a feature article about like my top 10 favorite movies and it's one of them just because it's campy and cheesy and fun. Um, but my other, uh, recommendation for the week. One note for Android. Oh shit, motherfucker. Yeah, um, if you have OneNote and um, on your computer, bootlegged or not, because uh, <laughs> we have to admit that some people have it bootlegged. Some people do. Yes, we don't. We, we don't. And uh, that actually is an honest fact. And that, yeah, that is truth. That is truth. Um, but the Microsoft has finally released a free version of OneNote for the mobile, um, for your mobile device. Uh, it's actually really cool because you can actually have 500 notes in your in your brow in your um file in order and otherwise it'll ask you for uh in your book otherwise it'll ask you to buy the full version which how much is the full version have we have we found that out i i never bothered to check because i'm thinking 500 notes that's a lot of fucking notes well see you would use that if you were using it like evernote like if you were note upon note and we only use it for show notes yeah take for that's like 500 shows from now basically yeah um, but you know, so it it's really cool if you access it on your phone when you you know you log into it. It looks really clean, really nice, very easy to do. It syncs every like every time, obviously like OneNote. It syncs every time you make a um, make a an addition or subtraction. But it looks really clean. The font isn't all screwed up. It looks really nice. I I really dug it. So it's free cool. right now. So if you have OneNote on your on your laptop, it's also good too. Let's say you're a student and you have OneNote and you're making notes and you go out and you get a note from a friend. You can go onto your phone, hop in. I did that today with show notes. I thought, oh man, I should I should remember that. Oh wait, I got it on my phone. Oh, oh shit! Yeah. I've installed it, but I haven't opened it yet. Yeah. All right. So, what's what's your recommendation for the week? My recommendation is one recommendation, and it's the most important recommendation: <laughs> ugly Americans, not actual ugly Americans, because you know we we don't need those. But I mean, um, 
the television show. It's a Comedy Central show. Actually, the last the last show that was recorded was in September of last year. They haven't said they've canceled, but they haven't made any more. Um, the first season's on Netflix. This show is amazing. It's amazingly funny. The premise is basically hell is is an open place that you can go to with an escalator. <laughs> um, and it's it's like corporate owned, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and demons and monsters and stuff live in New York City, real life. It's whatever. Um, and one of the main characters is a social worker, of course he is, um, <laughs> of the Department of Integration, where he works with these these you know quote unquote monsters to integrate them into society. Zombies are real. His roommate's a zombie. You know, it's whatever. Right. Um, but human brains are outlawed. You're not supposed to eat those. Um, <laughs> his girlfriend is a half demon chick who. It's probably the most evil girlfriend you've ever met in your life. I mean, she's pretty bad, but she's <laughs> she's pretty hot. I'm not ashamed to say that. And I know it's a cartoon, but, you know, she's hot. Um, the show, when you first watch the first episode, you'll kind of be like, what the fuck is this? Keep watching it. And it's just – humor is very clever. Um, and it's just an amazing – it's one of the – seriously, one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Like, it, it really – really, for comedy, like a like a – crazy comedy type shit but it, it was the shit watch that shit <laughs> you know you got netflix so stream it <laughs> all right well that uh brings us to the closing of our show uh suddenly i have an accent mm. uh before we head out we want to remind you all that you have many ways to follow us be sure to like our facebook page facebook.com slash the lazy geeks one word uh the Lazy Geeks are on Google Plus still for the time being. Again, the Lazy Geeks one word. We had uh, one. We had one conversation yeah. on Google Plus last week, and that was our personal, yeah, personal, Google and our personal accounts. accounts. And we said, um, "Is anybody on here? Is anybody on here?" And I said, and I told Steve, I said, "I don't think there is. I think it's just you and me." Wink. And he said, "That explains the candles." Yeah, the scented candles. Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> that was it. You know, that was that was the that was the excitement was a gay joke. <laughs> With only us two, which makes it real gay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. With the candles, you know. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at the Lazy Geeks, one word, or you can follow myself at Lazy underscore Nomad, and you can follow Adam over there at Lazy yeah. underscore Sapien. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. We have trailers, vlogs, uh, special content available. So definitely subscribe. YouTube.com slash the Lazy Geeks, one word. Uh, the Lazy Geeks theme is provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So that's about does it for us. So it's about time for us to check out. So please be sure to comment on this or any podcast on either iTunes, Libsyn, or the website, thelazygeeks.com. Uh, tell us the good, the bad, and the incredibly sexy. Yes. Because, you know, nobody can get, here and get enough of that. No. Send, send pictures. <laughs> you know, just really. Chicks, though. Chicks. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't the scented candles were a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was firmly a joke. <laughs> not that I have a problem with the homosexual community. I'm just not part of it. I want pictures of women. So, and not right. women, too. Look in the mirror. You know what you need to be doing. I mean, come on. Wow. Wow. What? I'm going to be honest. This is my fucking show. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck it. All right. So that I'm going to get the ugliest pictures now on. Yeah, I know. You're going to get yeah, you're going to get the trannies. Uh That sure. was that was insensitive. <laughs> but it's a fucking show. <laughs> so be sure to leave a comment because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast, especially if it's after this. <laughs> uh remember, we're thinking so you don't have to. 
So until next week, be so. Oh, woo woo.